Oh, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Footy Dictionary, the podcast where we run the rule over the language of Australian rules football. There are a whole lot of terms bandied about in footy circles, but do we actually know what they mean? Well, it is time to find out. My name is Harper Pestinger and joining me today on the Footy Dictionary and for hopefully many, many days to come is Mr. Hamish O'Brien. How are you, Hamish? I'm very well, thank you. It is a pleasure to be there. Episode one. Excited? Very. Uh, It's been a long time coming. Um, 19 years in the making, some would say. Mm. Um, But we're here and I'm ready to rip into it. I'm ready to rip into it as well. And we're going to be kind of adjudicating uh, on finals terms. There are some very specific words that are used uh, come the pointy end of the season uh, in the Australian Football League. But before that, I think we're going to go to the tribunal, Hamish. And I've got a few words and phrases here, some maybe footy cliches that are used quite a lot and I think might have been misused. So I want to get your opinion on some of these and I'll probably give my opinion as well because I've got a fair few things to say. <laughs> hit me. I'll hit you. So first one, this is from AAP News and it is an article, an interview with Scott Pendlebury and he's got, he's got a few interesting quotes in here, Hamish. You're a big blues fan. I know that. Scott Pendlebury, captain of the Collingwood Magpies. He says, I feel like if you don't go for Collingwood, you don't hate us as much as you used to. You actually don't mind flipping on our game and watching. People don't mind us at the moment, so if it could be everyone's second side for the finals, which is probably unlikely, I wouldn't mind that. So firstly, second side for the finals, probably not for you. Well, given what they've done to us in the last couple of weeks, I have to wholeheartedly disagree with Scott. Although I, I will say that the fact that they've become extremely watchable I get what he's sort of saying because people want to flick on the tally and watch the pies at the moment, but I just I can't stomach it. After <laughs> after the heartbreak of a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't sit right with me. And I think before last Sunday, I was sort of not hating much, hating Collingwood as much as I probably would have liked to, even as a Carlton supporter, um, because I sort of I enjoy the rivalry, but. As soon as that's happened to us, where they've knocked us out of finals by a point, um, I think it's well and truly alive. And being there at the G, I think most people, or at least half the fans there, would say that they would rather see Collingwood get knocked out in straight sets than win anything in finals. <laughs> well, for the, the tweet from AAP Sports uh, for this one, there are a few quote tweets talking about... Well, people aren't too happy with... Pendlebury saying uh, you don't hate us as much as you used to and uh, everyone's second team. But it's interesting. You don't hate us as much as you used to. My, I'm an Essen fan. My gut feel for that, the, I think everyone's gut feel is to say, no, we do hate you as much as ever. But you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, the, the nitty-gritty. I don't think I do hate him, hate him as much as I used to because look, they're watchable. They don't with a few notable exceptions, they don't have too many dickheads. Um, and they're, they're quite watchable. I wouldn't like them to win the premiership. I don't think many people would, other than Collingwood fans. But when it says you don't... When Scott Pendlebury says you don't hate us as much as you used to, how recent do you reckon he's talking here? Because everyone hated him a lot, probably the 80s, the 90s. But 
last year, 2021, when they were really shit, do you reckon people were hating them? Well, no, but it's it's a lot harder to hate a team that's down than it is to hate a team that's up. But there is merit to what he's saying because all of a sudden this team's just sort of come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they've sort of become the underdog and I think people really um, enjoy watching an underdog and now they've sort of been put in that position. People have jumped on a little bit and I, I tend to agree before the events of Sunday, I did find myself not hating the pies as much as I used to and I guess that's backflip now but... I can see where Scott's coming from because they have been watchable and they're playing good footy. And you're right, there's not too many dickheads rolling around the side except for a few notable exceptions who we prefer to not name. But they are somewhat enjoyable to watch. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting point. I'll get you to... Well, metaphorically and literally take off your Carlton Blues cap just for one second and ask you, I don't think Carlton, many people have liked watching them this season, even though they do fit your criteria, Hamish, of kind of rising from nothing, being the underdogs, for having quite a few quite likeable players. But does anyone like Carlton other than Carlton fans? I think not. And well, look, that, that's easy for you to say as an Essendon supporter. But no, but why, why do you think Carlton don't appeal to people as a second team? <sighs> it's, a, it's a good point, and I don't Is know. Is it because it's maybe, funny to watch them fail? Maybe. I think, and that's probably the same with Essendon and the whole number of days since they've won a final. People love to kick a man while they're down mm. at times, and <laughs> we probably are on the short end of that for a lot because, you know, just the fact that we were... Eight and two, we're so close to finals, and then just capitulating. I think a lot of other football fans find that funny to see us just go very from funny. very funny. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Going from oh, such high hopes to all of a sudden missing the finals by a point. I think a lot of fans would find that very funny. But I mean, if it there were four or five other teams in the same spot, Essendon, Collingwood, Richmond, I think it'd be the same thing. Let's take Collingwood. What would it take for Collingwood to? for you to like Collingwood even more than you do now. Obviously, you're never going to love them like your second team, Collingwood-Carlton. That's just inherent in the rivalry, isn't it? But what more could they add or what more could they remove from their club culture and the way they go about things to make you like them even more than you do right now? I think us beating them a few times would be a start. That would make you like them. It wouldn't make me like them, but it'd certainly take the edge off it. Hate them less. Yeah. I think I read something yesterday where they're 20 out of the last 25 against us. It's easy when you beat a team a lot to become almost indifferent to it. Yeah. Essendon's got that with North Melbourne. Really? Yeah. Yeah. North Melbourne plays every single time that Essendon play North Melbourne. They play it up the ruse as a big, big rivalry. They put out articles about the greatest moments in the history of the rivalry, and it's like super weird things. I'll try to get the article up about like – like weird runners going on the field in 1963. Like, it's the most insignificant of events, and they're trying to play it up like the biggest thing that's ever happened. But Essendon fans, 
who are these tiny little kangaroos? We don't know. Uh, uh, well, it's easy to slip into that indifference. Yeah, well, I've heard the same thing about St Kilda and Carlton. Like, Were they rivals? Have they ever been rivals? I'm not from my memory, but apparently yeah. all St Kilda fans, their most hated team is Carlton. Oh, well, the large majority of them. Yeah. And I guess, well, since South Melbourne, they've lost that lakeside rivalry. Now mm. they they don't really have a true rival. Mm. And I guess because Carlton was so successful during when they were so bleak, um, all of a sudden we became big rivals and apparently at the moment Freo supporters are really jumping on the hatred of Carlton bandwagon because we've sort of knocked them off a few times in the last few years. Uh, Jack Nunes, Liam Jones, Mark Murphy have all kicked winners against them and, and they all hate us and quite frankly Freo's my second favourite team I think. So there's it's sort of a one-way rivalry. Second favourite team, it's a very interesting concept but we'll move on from that to... Another a potential misuse of a cliche that I'm taking to the tribunal. I'm going to uh, run the rule over again, adjudicate on it, because Bonnie Toogood, the, uh, of Essendon AFLW fame, star forward for the Essendon AFLW team, has tweeted this after their victory over Hawthorne. A night we will never forget. Thank you to all the Essendon faithfuls that came and cheered us on. It was such a historic night for our club. So usually it's... They thank the Essendon Faithful or the Western Bulldogs Faithful. Essendon Faithfuls, are you having that? Is that acceptable? <sighs> Faithfuls. I don't know about the S on the end. I don't know about the S because there's the Faithful and... It's, yeah. There's... Collective Faithful. Yeah. Where does Essendon Faithfuls come from? That was my gut feeling at first as well. But you dig a little deeper. Faithfuls. All these people are faithful, right? Mm, they all experience you. the, it's maybe not an emotion, but the, uh, I don't know what the <laughs> word for it is, but faithfulness. They all experience faithfulness and have faithfulness in their hearts towards Essendon. It's a tricky one. Mm. Yes or no? Faithfuls. I don't mind the term faithfuls. In this context, yes or no? <clears throat> Thank Mate. you to all the Essendon faithfuls. I would have gone with faithful, but I can... That's the typical. That's... Uh, I'm not... It, it's, a, it's a tough one, actually. Like, yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm all right with it. It's breaking convention. Yeah. But I think it works. I think it works. The more I think about it. I, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. lost for words on this. You're, you're not too offended by it. No, I'm not too offended by it. It but jars a little bit? It does jar a little bit. I would have probably gone with... Faithful, but as I've said, but that lang- language it's an evolving beast, so we'll happily take a bit of evolution in some words like that. Yeah, I mean, um, it might catch on. Well, Who you knows? never know. Yeah, um, sorry, I know you're just drifting off topic here for a little bit. We love that, no, but I but I know you're a big Essendon man and you do follow the AFLW. What did you think of the antics? Of Beck Goddard's line in the sand oh, before okay. the game good question, good on question. Saturday night. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah. So Beck Goddard, big, big Hawthorne fan growing up, and apparently she was talking about how she hated the Bombers. <sighs> Look, I think it is they were putting out lots of videos about uh, trying to sell tickets to really build up the rivalry. I totally get that. That's mm. totally okay. And she's got to do what she's got to do. I'm not sure if it was the most sincere thing of all time. I think she does have uh, club finances in 
mm. the, maybe not so much the back of her mind, the front of her mind, saying that kind of thing. Um, but on the other hand, it is good to build up rivalries, and maybe you, you, they can't start as the most authentic things ever. But if you say that, maybe they'll spark into something big. Uh, just before quarter time, there was a bit of bit of brouhaha. Mm. Did you catch that? I did. I did yeah. see that. Genuine or. I think first game for each club, they're just trying to get into it. They really. have had some big games. Essen VFLW, Hawthorne VFLW, long story really? history. Well, Pre- prelim final, I believe, okay. 2022. So there yeah. is a little bit more history than what the naked eye would suggest between yeah. the two women's sides. Yeah, there is. You dig below the surface and there is a bit more to it. But yeah, okay. having said that, there aren't too many players... Uh, the AFLW lists don't comprise of too many players from the VFLW list. Right. So, but who knows? Yeah, well, that was my first take on it, that it was a little... I don't know. I found a little bit on the nose. Like, it feels like that almost just, like came to the game looking like they wanted to they were trying to They were trying to contrive yeah. something out of nothing because I think, obviously, it was the first game for both clubs in the AFLW. It's almost like there was a pre-game agreement to... Have a bit of biffle. Yeah, try and spice it up. Yeah. But I think just the fact that it was the first game for both clubs is enough motivation, surely, to want to go out there and play well. I mean, 12,000 people there. You'd, yeah. That's enough in itself without having to add in this gimmicky rivalry stuff where they've gotten a bag of sand from Bunnings and put it on the ground <laughs> and drawn a line in it and said, cross so this So you're line. going as far as gimmicky? I, I'm going to say it's gimmicky. Okay. Not, I don't think the... Is gimmicky always bad? <sighs> it's... Well, I just think the line on the sand thing... Because gimmicks, gimmicks that's are not, used for a reason. They work, right? That's true. But the line in the sand, that's that wasn't contrived, obviously. There was a massive rule between... The original? Yeah, the original. The men's. The men's. But I don't think the woman can tap into that as much because a lot of the players, it's their first few years of playing footy. Half of them probably aren't Essendon or Hawthorne supporters growing up and they've just been thrown into this rivalry where they don't have any personal... I don't know, personal, you know what I'm trying you know. So, first game they play against each other, AFLW, you, you're not deeming that a rivalry under any, any not, circumstances. No. How many games does it take for it to be an authentic rivalry? Like, if they were brawling all over the mm. place in the first game with the second game... Yeah, for sure. Could you call that a rivalry? Oh, for sure. But okay, what about after the first game, just like it was now, is the second game now a rivalry? Because they play... No. No? No. Okay. I mean, maybe between the supporters, there's always angst between Essendon and Hawthorne supporters. I don't know how big the mm. rivalry is from an outsider, but there's probably always a bit of angst there. But between the actual players themselves, I can't imagine there'd be too much hatred between them. It's always very interesting to tap into the world of AFLW because Essendon fan, it's my first season experience in it. So, yeah, it's all very new to me. But we'll move on back to the men's game. And we've got a headline here from afl.com.au regarding the retirement of Callum Sinclair and Colin O'Riordan of Sydney Swans fame. Big Swan to call it quits. Sore Irish defender retires. Now, uh, as an adjective to describe this Irish defender, Colin O'Riordan, I think the instinct is to go for injury-plagued, cursed, luckless Irish defender. Sore. Are you having sore? I like the idea of trying something different because you do get used to the old injury plague, the luckless or mm. any of the names you riddled out just then. But 
I'm not sure that saw works because to me, saw is a term used for something over maybe a weekly, two weekly, bi monthly period or something like mm. that, where you know someone's out with general you're a bit soreness. sore, but you you front up. Yeah, you miss a week. Well, yeah, or even you're playing a bit sore. You've yeah, got a bit of a sore hammy, but you fin- you finish off the game. Absolutely, because yeah. soreness sort of infers that. You just saw, but there's no specific injury. It feels like there. a very defender, defendery term yeah, as well. Sore defender. You don't have many sore. sore forwards, do you? Oh, it's tough getting that's, up week after week, battling forwards every week in a back pocket. But yeah, I'm not sure about it. What do you think? For me, sore implies a sense of current currentness, current currency. Mm. Is Colin O'Reardon currently injured? Well, He's battled a chronic hip injury I've just seen here. Does he? So if he's battling this chronic hip injury and he's uh, unable to play right now, I'm taking sore. I'm having that. Right. But yeah. if he could step out onto the footy field right now and he hasn't got a uh, sore hip right now, I'm not having sore. Sore, you have to be cur- currently, presently sore to be described as sore. I, yeah, is Connor O'Reardon currently Colt Collins? Sorry, not Connor. Is he is he currently injured? Do you know? I'm not sure. I haven't checked the Swans injury list in, in no? a good number of years, but um, <laughs> a number of years. Yeah, I'm sure. He, well, given if he's battling an injury, probably no doubt is sore. But um, but he, it's it's a prolonged, uh, extended, uh, chronic hip injury. Yeah. Can you? So I'm on the AFL.com.au injury list right now. Colin O'Reardon injury hip. Estimated return season. So season. he is okay. currently sore. So are you having that? Can you call him sore when he's still battling an ongoing chronic hip injury? Well, he was retiring, was he not? Is yeah, that he's retired yeah, so because he's got a chronic hip I injury. I don't think I'd like that. If I was a player getting called, like, if I was retiring like due to injuries, so I wouldn't like to be labelled as sore. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'd like to be, oh. Out with multiple ACLs. Yeah, Alex Johnson Yeah, struggling yeah. to get you call bed. Alex Johnson sore. He can't do it anymore. Yeah. But you just, you're sore. Maybe they've just gone a bit experimental. Attacked, well not attacked, but used this slightly condescending term on an oh, Irish player oh, yeah. because his family's not here to defend him. Maybe He's he, all over here by himself. Maybe he's doing a McKenna. He's sore mm. and they've just left the door ajar for him to come back mm. next year to a different mm. club. Maybe okay. it's a little... Escape route, and Very he's trying to he's trying to shop around in the off season. But I guess only Colin would know. To be fair to the man, very interesting. Very. We'll move on to some finals chat, but still remaining in the tribunal, the, the courthouse. Yep. yep. There's a, there's a video. Do. There's a clip of on the couch up on the Herald Sun website. It's Brownie and uh, Gaz and Rui. Brownie discussing. Dustin Martin and his potential to return in the elimination final against the Brisbane Lions for Richmond, his team. And the caption for this video, for this elimination final video, after being out with injuries since round 16, Dustin Martin is set to return for the Tigers in their must-win match against the Lions. Can, Hamish, can an elimination final be must-win? Can you use that term? Uh, it's starting the obvious. That's, yeah, we can get that out of the way. It I, it's, of course, it's staying in the office. I'd say that's lazy journalism. Mm. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure the reader knows it's a must-win match. Mm. If they're looking up if Dusty's playing or not, they 
are fully aware that an elimination final is must win. And it says the headlines: Dusty set to play in an elimination final. And everyone knows it's an elimination final. Yeah. Anyway, we're in finals. It's must win. It, so surely must win is rounds one to twenty three. <sighs> you can't go. Yeah. Banding around these lazy, lazy terms. Well, obviously, it's must win. That it's it's so obvious. It's, it's it doesn't too need obvious to be said. for it to be used. Exactly right. The yeah. only sort of must win. You've almost the, like oh, there's almost a second chance available down the road if it's a must win. Yeah, I think usually, but this is if they don't win, they're out. They're gone. They're gone. Kapush, 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 kapush. Tata, tata, tata. Richmond Tigers. If they don't win this match against the Lions, should we move on? That. Yeah. Anything else to say about that? Oh, I was just thinking like the only sort of must or not must win game. Well, every game in finals is a must win, but the qualifying finals are the only ones where you get a second chance, whereas every other final. That's not really important, though. It's a qualifying final must win. Well, it certainly would give you a better crack at winning the flag. I can't recall the last time a team, I could be wrong here, but the last time a team lost a qualifying final and went on to win the flag. Can you recall any years? We'd. We'd we'll have to fact check that. We we'll have to fact check. Get that down indeed. to ground level and yeah. get someone. <laughs> get down to ground level. Yeah. Indeed. Um, let's have a look. Uh, oh, I reckon Richmond did it. Twenty twenty. Yeah. No, that's right. Hold on, hold on. Let me re-record that officially. Uh, I'll just get it up to check it's actually correct. <laughs> I think that is right. Yeah. They lost to Brisbane. Richmond. Lost to Brisbane week one of the finals in yeah, 2020. That's right. Yeah, that's so their true. their qualifying final wasn't must win. That's well, but there you I go. think official adjudication. Can we agree on this, Hamish O'Brien? That finals cannot be must win. You can't say you can't that say. finals must win. You've... Rounds one to twenty three, perfectly acceptable, right? Must win. Yep. You can say it rounds one to twenty three, but not come September. Should we move on? Absolutely. Okay. So another. On the couch-related clip on the Herald Sun. Get a bit, get a bit of run. The you know, couch. Get a bit of run. Yeah. So I think the same person has put up these misuse of a couple of different cliches here. And the second one that we've got, it's Gaz and Rui and Brownie breaking down the tactics of the Collingwood Magpies. And they say, the headline says, "Why pies can spoil cats's party." So. Are the pies in this situation out to spoil the Geelong's party, or are the Collingwood also partying? Who are the partying, uh, the partying parties in this situation? I was having a little bit of think about this before. I think the term, the partying terms, comes from teams that are performing better than expected. The cats aren't partying right now. Let's... Oh, do you reckon they're performing better than they've won thirteen oh, in a row? Haven't they? Yeah, they are, but it's. They're, they're are they co-partiers? They've oh, no. I think because Geelong have been in finals for this many years. I know they were sort of expected to dip this year, but because they've been there and done it, everyone's the expectation on Geelong is to be consistent finals performers. So the fact that they're in finals, they feel like consummate professionals, and they they're just getting the job done week by week. You know, you can see that Geelong's. Main aim, as is every team's, but Geelong are just focused on winning a premiership. Whereas Collingwood, they've had all these close wins. They've come from 
being predicted bottom four pin- finish to all of a sudden being top four, mm. and they're just riding this wave of emotion. Yeah. So in that sense, I think that's why it's called. Well, people label it as the Collingwood's party because they're wearing they're popping balloons and popping champagne, it's a and wearing party, party hats and smashing um, pinatas all over the place, aren't <laughs> like, they? Craig, the fans they, they tell you about it. I saw Craig McCra- Craig McRae out on a Saturday night. He's that's that's how yeah. busy they've been. He's partying. I didn't say that, but I'm, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that he's had a few. Yeah. So let's just get down again to so the nuts and bolts of this situation. So out of I think look. I think the cats are in a good mood. Are they partying? Out of 10, how high are Geelong ranking on the party scale? I think when you finish minor premier, you don't party until the grand final. 1 to 10? I'd say they're at 5. 1 to 10? Collingwood on the party scale. 8, 9, for sure. Okay, so is Geelong out to spoil Collingwood's party? Probably help... Probably helps that. Oh, sorry to cut no, it no, off no, here, no, but it probably helps that the the pies knocked off their arch rivals by one point in oh, the last yeah, round. Like, absolutely, I, no doubt that all the factors. Yeah, that'd, that'd be very jovial wins. for sure. It's a big um, party. <laughs> in fact, factor. just on that, I did speak to someone today who's a Collingwood supporter, and he said that beating Carlton by one point in the last round to knock him out of finals beats anything grand final wins included. So, I think that sums up the party mood of Collingwood mm. and in that sense I do answer your question is yeah Geelong are out to spoil Collingwood's party okay Let's, your take I, I agree with you yep but like Geelong also 5 out of 10 for you on the party scale mm-hmm. um, the party their spectrum. business yeah their pure business I would I'd have them as a 6 personally oh, but 5 and a half yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but can there be co-partiers and they can can they be out to spoil each other's party? Let's say that Geelong has also experienced a Collingwood-like season. If they're both partying, they're both partying hard, can they be out to spoil each other's party? I reckon. Yeah? I reckon, although... Or is there too much partying going on to spoil? <laughs> Maybe, but I think... And no, sorry, continue. Oh, I was just going to say that whatever way it goes, one will be spoiling the other party. I, definitely can be done. And as well, do you think that spoiling the party is extra prescient, if that's the correct term, in a qualifying final? Because the party has their potential to be uh, re-sparked. Yeah. Uh, even if they lose the qualifying final, even if their party gets spoiled temporarily. Well, that's very true. Yeah. So, can a party get spoiled in an elimination final? Yes, but only if the team's maybe won like seven out of the last eight to make the elimination final. They're coming in with a wave of momentum. Okay. That's my take. Hot take, but that's my take. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'm enjoying this. Top eight. Let's go through them. Mm-hmm. Party scale. Yep. So, Geelong, <laughs> you had it at a five? Five. Uh... Six for me. Uh, in second, who have we got in second? Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Party scale for Melbourne. Probably given they're coming off the flag four. So that reduces it? I think so. Although I guess the herd of if they lose won't be as bad since they won the year before. But I think no. given they won, their expectation might be to win again. So I'd say they're four. Round one against the Dogs. 
That's a big party. That's a big situation. party. A pity only Dogs 55,000. Dogs were out to the party that day, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. There was a pity only 55,000 turned up. a poor turnout for the party. Yeah. <laughs> I would be happy if I was the host. Too many charcuterie boards, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's a very overused joke. So Melbourne at four? I'd say so. Sydney? Yeah. Sydney, six, seven, I think. Okay. They did well to make top four, and they're young side, so they're possibly, I don't know about performing, over-performing, but they're certainly... Um, their fans would be enjoying the fact that they're they're playing good footy. Obviously, yeah. I'd have Sydney. Not a dumb statement. I'd have Sydney at a seven and a half. They made Ooh. finals last year. Where's the half come from? Um, the half. Just, yeah. well, I'm I'm lowering it a bit because they're not from Melbourne and they don't get as many people getting around the party. That's very and true. And the party isn't as hard, mind you, because the Sydney-based media, as we all know, isn't it's famed for partying around. Football. Uh, South Melbourne still have strong roots. Yeah, in the, Sydney, they're not quite as relevant maybe as Melbourne. But, but Melbourne, I've got to rank them as I, well. I don't mind the Sydney support base. So I feel like they're they're not massive, but they're they're well supported. Yeah, I'd say Melbourne. I'll have Melbourne at a four as well. Yep. I agree with you. Collingwood, uh, I think both had them at a nine. Yeah, about you know, nine and a half for me. But just because they're so dramatic. What what so could cool. elevate them to a ten? Well, if they win, that'd probably be a massive party, wouldn't it? Unfortunately. So what's the ultimate party spoiling? Where so the potential for the ultimate spoiling of a party? What situation does that come in? Is it round one after you win the grand final? Is it perhaps Sydney or Sydney against the Bulldogs twenty sixteen? Yeah, grand final. That would be is a that massive the, party pooper. Is that the what ultimate? That happen? Yeah, I'd say so. Or like if Collingwood win the qualifying, win the prelim, up by forty lose grand final that would be or yeah. basically just a reverse Carlton so yeah yeah okay yeah I agree so I think if they win their first couple of finals that it bumps up to a 10 but yeah. I'm having them a nine and a half for now yep in fifth place we've got the Fremantle Dockers mm-hmm. how are they going on the party well factor? they've made finals for a few years so they I haven't. think they'd be a seven eight I think although their form has sort of waned. slumped hasn't it it's well and truly it's in the docks yeah, they're lucky to finish fifth. I'll tell you that. But um, but also, something on percentage, they finished fifth, wasn't it? Yeah. So They've had a good season, to be fair to them. Like, I know their form's slumped mm. off, but given the fact that they're young side. That's one of their last three, though. Yeah, very scratchy, Just missed though. out. If they, if they beat Richmond in that draw, mm. they would have finished fourth. Yeah. Collingwood. Oh, that was a yeah. funny night, though. Yeah, mm. that was a funny night. Very funny night. Um, I'll have Frio at... At five and a half, because I think they were doing too well earlier in the season. Um, they were looking like top mm. four fancies. Yeah. They've fallen off. Yeah. I'd yeah. say if they came in, if they reversed it and all of a sudden they came in with a yeah. late momentum, that'd bump it up. But I agree with you. They're still, I'd say they're still uh, outperforming expectations. You know who's not partying? Who's that? The Brisbane Lions. Mm. Where are they? Mm. They'd have to be at about a two. Yeah. It's going, it's, Getting bad Sounds to worse. Sounds pretty dead. Yeah. Zorko, he, he fucked up, didn't he? Mm. Um, and I think that's probably brought it down. Just that alone would have brought it down from like a five to a three. I yeah. Think. The atmosphere at the club doesn't. Going, it's not party. No, nah, it's not good. And mm. they need to change that quickly or it's going to be dead by 11 p.m. Yeah. Mm. You reckon? And then what happens? I don't. I can't see him improving next year. I could be wrong. but Yeah, I'm having them at a... 
A three. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably reasonable. But, you know, they're still a good side. They're very good at the Gabba, so things can turn pretty quickly. But it's so hard to see them getting anywhere this year with the record they've got at the G, as has well been spoken about. Spoken about. Does the kind of carnival atmosphere they have at games with their music they play after every goal, does that... Let it go, let it go. Does that change how much they're partying? Let it go. Dano went to the Bombers, just... Sorry. Dano went to the Lions. Um, Um, Maybe. I think when they're up and winning and the songs are playing every two minutes... Because it it is quite an event, Yeah, actually, I I get around it. Does that bump them up in your party factor, in the party scale? Maybe, if they're winning. But if you're losing by 60 as they were the other day and then Danaher kicks a consolation goal 20 minutes into the fourth and let it go starts playing, mm. you just look ridiculous. I think that is a real part yeah, of that, that, that kind of music because I don't let the players choose it. It's I think they need like a mix. I think someone needs to give them a tap on the shoulder. Like if you're down and there's no chance of winning, do you just go, hey, mate, just, just cut the music for now? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it just further ramifies how well, shit they're going. Yeah. Well, if you had to play a song, if you're 10 goals down and you've kicked a goal, what do you play? Cool. I'm going to need a good Is it a proper minutes, sad it? song, like Mad World or <laughs> something like that, or like Sound of Silence? I think I'd just take the piss out of it, like maybe start playing... Um, like GWS, the club type <laughs> music. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. One. I think they play the Bulldogs on a Friday night or something, and it was like, yeah. Probably just silence. Paramount of Disco. Yeah. I hate Taylor's a real gripe. I get the whole support your team even when they're down thing, but just have a real bone to pick with cheer squads that start waving banners around when their teams kick the goal with 28 minutes left in the fourth quarter and they're down by 110. Mm. I don't know what you think about that, but cheer squad that gripes me. Yeah, like, yeah, no. For instance, if I'm at a Carlton game and it's I've been to a lot of shit Carlton games mm. and it's we're down by 90 points and the game's done and then we kick a goal and the cheer squad's all of a sudden up and about. I look at them and go just... It just stems from the attitude, the mentality of yeah, that's backing what I the boys at their lowest yeah, end, the lowest I, of low. Still, you still got to get to games, I, no doubt, and get around them and make noise. But I don't know. Probably that's, that's a bit harsh, I think, from me. But so, so if you're in the cheer squad, you've got a flogger. Yeah. Are you stopping flogging it at a certain margin? Yeah, what I margin? think so. Uh, you know when the game's over. If it's embarrassing, if you start looking at it and you go, Geez. So when the game's over? <sighs> yeah, I think so. And then you just got to stop. Maybe, maybe you know. So, like, let's say there's a minute to go, you're two goals down. Oh, yeah. Or you're, you're three goals down and you kick a goal to make it two goals down. With a minute to Are go. Are you flogging your flogger? Yeah, because you're still a live chance and you just got to grab onto that chance. But That's you're not you're not going crazy, but you're like, hang on, come on. I'm a flog at all costs operator. Are you? And a flag at all costs operator okay. as well. I used to have a big old flag. Yeah. I wasn't in the cheer squad. I probably I used to be, but... On the outer. Too much losing. Too much yeah. losing. We'll move on to Richmond. The yep. Richmond Tigers Sorry, in seventh we're, place. We're well off track here. How much of Richmond partying? It's an interesting one. They didn't make finals last year, but... Three of the four years prior to that, they yeah, won the flag. It's creeping up. It was probably about a three, four weeks ago. I don't reckon they're partying that much because I... No. Despite the fact that they've won their last four games coming into finals, or quite convincingly, I think most of their list are multiple premiership players. Yeah, they've done a lot of winning. And they 
they're almost over parties. They're like a thirty-five-year-old bloke rocking a club. Yeah, he's not going to party that hard. Or he he shouldn't be partying that hard. Yeah, well, you're right. I don't think they're partying massively, but they're, mm. I think definitely the mood was pretty somber the last four I, weeks. I don't reckon they could be partying at all until no, unless, I, I unless they win at, the grand final. I still have them at a five, if that. But they're not. Ah. Oh. I've got them at a four. Oh, yeah, big call. Yeah, and this is, by the way, this is all completely off the cuff, spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Our listeners, we didn't know we were going to do the party, the no. party spectrum going into this, but the final one, the Western uh, Bulldogs, yep. stuck into finals, courtesy of the team that uh, came ninth. Mm. Not sure who they were, Just, yep. um, but yeah, how much did the Bulldogs party? Because they kind of stumbled nah. into it, didn't they? Well, the, my, eleven points. I will say, my girlfriend and her whole family are mad dog spotters. And they're not very – they're just grateful to be there at this point, but uh, they're not expecting – every time I've spoken to them, we're going to lose. They're pretty they're, – they're not partying. They're just, oh, we made it. That's that's good now. Season's done, basically. They're, especially Liberatore out today. Done, they think. Two. Two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, no, I'm, I'm a three. Given they made the grand final I last year, I can't put them lower than Brisbane. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should have written down what we've ranked so far, yeah. so I can compare. But yeah, I just think the fact that they've made the grand final and they've done this both times they made the granny, they've scrapped. Oh no, last time they made the 2016, they didn't make finals the year after, and then they made finals, didn't make it, and then obviously the grand final, and now they've sort of dropped off a clip and just just scraped into eighth position. I don't think the mood's too great. I think they would have been expecting more. Can I give you a bonus question? Yep. If Carlton drew with Collingwood and they got into the eight, given this a lot, where of are they uh, on the party scale? I think the party I think still like a six or a seven. I think still as in like it's quite high, or quite it'd low. Be very divided, I think, because a lot of fans are ah, don't deserve to be. We just scraped in, and then there'd be others that. Finally, we made it, and I think I'd be somewhere in between. But definitely, given the fact we'd finally make finals, it would have still been up there. But not not a massive party, but just like a relief. A party massive with relief. the view that could get shut down very quickly. Yeah, the cops. Yeah, just a relief over. to be there, and then a, neighbors could maybe a hopeful sense of things to come. But yeah, it would have been weird if we drew to see what the scenes would have been like. I think. It would have just been celebrations from maybe both sides, but it wouldn't have been over the top. But it would have been a, almost like a coming together of the clubs, but didn't happen. I think our party on is running a bit out of battery. Yeah. So I think we should move on to a few very specifically related finals terms that I want to really define and mm-hmm. get into the footy dictionary. We've got to pen this dictionary <laughs> with in very specific in a very specific manner. So... Hamish, I actually used this at the start of the show. The pointy end of the season. Mm-hmm. When does it start? And is the finals the pointy end? Or is that is round 23 the end of the pointy end? I th- you don't hear the finals being talked about as the pointy end, do mm-hmm. you? Do you? I don't know. Maybe you do. But Well, if, if it was referred to, would, would you accept it? Oh. But it's almost quite literally pointy. The the tree structure You're right. of the final system. That's, you have eight, then you have six, then you have four, then you have two, then you've got one. You're right. It's quite pointy. It is very pointy, but 
everyone knows that. It's sort of similar to saying must it's a must-win game. Yeah. It's obviously the pointy end of the Almost season. too pointy to be pointed out. Yeah. You, <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, speak to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But I think, when does it start? When do you think it starts mid-season? Or during the season? Pointy end of the say. season. I think the pointy end of the season starts... This isn't an editing error, everyone. I'm mulling over the point of the season. I take things very seriously here at the Food Dictionary. Um, I'm going round... I think in round 16, you can say we're getting to the point of the season. Mm. Um, definitely getting pointy And then maybe out. round 18, you could say we're in the, we're at the point end of the season. Maybe round 19, mm. we're at the point end of the season. I think it's a year-by-year case, I reckon. You, well, yeah, you're right. It's mm. definitely based on circumstances. This it? year, it was definitely started early because yeah. you had a look at the ladder and you thought, shit, it's going to be tight. Mm. But in previous years... And every game mattered yeah. late on. But in previous years, you can mm. sort of see... When the eight def- was very structured. Definitive eight yeah. teams and then there's ten teams that are not quite there. Mm. But yeah, um, and by the way, it is just an annual tradition for the Australian football media to say the eight's a lock at round four <laughs> or something every single year. That's, there'll be yeah. a top eight teams who've been doing fantastically well, smashing it, and they'll say, "There's your finals, lock it in, book your flights to wherever <laughs> yeah. it is," and then by the end, four of those teams have fallen out. You yeah. can. You know, bet your house on it. Bet your bottom dollar on it. Yeah. That's very true, although not many teams drop off as dramatically as Carlton have. Unfortunately, I hate to bring it up again, but because I know, obviously, people were talking about Carlton being a top four and a top eight lock, and that got bandied around pretty quickly, but yeah. Can I ask you another question about the point end of the season? Yeah. Sorry. Is it different for different teams, like within the same season? Like, is Carlton's pointy end starting yeah. at a different time? Oh, to Carlton's pointy end started round one, I think. And just about. <laughs> like, a team who's out of the finals equation, they don't have a pointy end, do they? No. It's very, like, rounded. It's very rounded. Yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah? They didn't have a pointy end. Mm. Did they? Well, what know. about a team? Let's say, um, I don't know. A Gold Coast, like a Port Adelaide. They were like always a few games out of the eight. If yeah. they won a couple extra games and really got on a roll and needed to win every single game for the rest of the season, does their end become pointy? Well, for them, their pointy end started a lot earlier, I think, because... But can you say that, though? No, can you can't. Can you say but... your pointy end starting in round six? But every game matters if you're coming but you're from not, that far you're back. you're not calling it the pointy end. Though. No, you're not calling it the pointy You're right. Yeah. So It's yeah. got to be at least round 17. But they're starting to get a little desperate, and they need mm. to chalk up a few wins, and you start saying that very early. Mm. Um but it's not the point. Desperate end. times. Because you're not at the end. You're sort Every of game's up. must win from here. Every yeah. game's a final. Yeah. Elimination final. But you're halfway through but the it's season. it's not pointy. So it's not the end and it's not pointy. You're mm. right. Move on. Move on. Okay. Not specifically finals related this one, but quite connected to the pointy end of the mm-hmm. season. The big stage, Amish. Mm-hmm. What qualifies as a big stage? <sighs> I think anything with a crowd that's, what, maybe 
So is it percent capacity? That's interesting. Is it a purely attendance-based term? I feel like it almost is a purely attendance-based. So if GWS versus the Bulldogs in the prelim of 2016, is that the big stage? Yeah, uh, you're right on that. But then it, that was 80 to 90% of capacity. So Oh, so it's capacity-based. I think so. Ah. Like, percentage of. Okay. Well, well, not so that, attendance isn't everything, but I feel like to determine a big game and a big stage, you need a big audience for so it. So was there any, were there any big stages when games were behind closed doors? See, I, and I feel like a lot of our faithful listeners... The faithful, They're the faithful. Yeah. Faithfuls? Would, <laughs> sorry, my bad. I don't know. I feel like a lot of our listeners would agree that uh, during 2020 and parts of 2021, games that were big just didn't have the same. For instance, Melbourne Dogs 1v2. I remember they were both hot at mm. the time. And that was like really sudden. Yeah. And they got put behind closed doors. What were they? They were like. Seven and one each, or something like that. Was that this was last year, 2020. 2020, I th- oh, was it? Well, whatever it was. I can't remember it, what it was. It got suddenly put into lockdown yeah. here in Melbourne. And I remember the game, and like, people were pumped for it. Everyone was gut- like, I was keen to go, and next minute, shut down, and you're watching it on TV, and it was sort of just flat because it was the two best teams. So does the enough. stage diminish or shrink in size? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Imagine if Geelong St Kilda 2000. Eight. No, sorry, 2009, got played in front of no one. Do you remember that game? No, you know, well, not specifically, but I, I know it's in the, written the 40, footy folklore. No. Yeah. So is every game this weekend, we've got Freo Bulldogs, Brisbane, Richmond, Geelong, Collingwood and Melbourne, Sydney. Are they all set on a big stage? Yeah, I'd say there's bigger stages than others. But uh, is it a big Brisbane, stage? Brisbane, Richmond, yeah, it's a big stage. but Yeah? Uh, yeah, but... It's is it as big of a stage as the pies and cats? No, I'm just talking in front of ninety terms. It's not it, like it's not the okay. biggest. Grand final is always going to be the biggest. Uh, the big, yeah. Is it the big stage? Are all of them big stage? Can you use that? Is it acceptable? I think so. I'll I'll mm-hmm. let it slide. What about you? Because yeah, yeah, I will. But I, I, I'm just big on the how big the stage Has is. Gold Coast in their history had a game on the big stage. <laughs> I. Can't recall. At maybe time of recording, they're yet to play a final. <laughs> maybe that game where Gary Ablett returned Against to Geelong. Collingwood? Oh, no, it returns to Geelong. Okay, yeah, right, mate, okay. but... Is that the bit, stage? No, not really. But that's probably... That's the biggest... Because the the most hyped game, game I can think of. So the only possible situations where they could be placed on a big stage, for me, mm. home games against a big Victorian side... But for me, I don't. Yeah, like whenever there's a big Victorian side in town, they're outnumbered. Oh, the home fans. It's disgusting. So the stage is almost shrunk because I feel like the stage you're performing in front of yeah. your home fans. But uh, yeah. if you don't have many home fans there, your stage can't be big. You, it doesn't need to be big. Yeah. They do have <laughs> the trumpets. It's a, it's a very good song. And they I'll, do I'm, have the trumpets. We're going to do That's a musical related uh, episode down the line. I think. I'm um, fearful. Might perform it on big stage. Ah, shit. Put a dictionary live, but... I'm shaking already. <laughs> La- last one from me mm-hmm. before I've got a little fun segment. <laughs> I don't know if you've got any, but... Strap um, yourselves in. If you've got any more terms, but the last one for me, finals fever. Yep. When can you catch a case of finals fever? When the weather gets good. And I'm Which adamant way? on that. I think as soon as I see a sunny day in winter, even winter, as soon as the weather, like, 
it's all of a sudden sunny and it's like not Fun not as cold. Fever. I just catch it. What if it's a sunny day in May or something? That's not. Yeah, I still somewhat catch it. Finals fever. Not not finals, but you just you you look around. I'm sure, that's not a heat sun- or something. <laughs> you look around the sun there. And you're like, you, you get a feel for it. You, you you just get your the final senses start tingling. It's like oh, hang on. Imagine if there was a big game being played today. That's my take. That's not finals fever. That's almost big stage fever. Maybe, but I don't know. I think a lot of that bit of a background story. No, I'll shorten this up. But where I'm from, we got we got Sandy Creek, and it's the greatest. Where ground. are you from? So Talangata, which is northeast mm. Victoria, near Albury Wodonga. Yeah. And for finals at um in the Talangata District Football League, they played at a ground called Sandy Creek, which is only used for finals and the grand final and mm. isn't through isn't used throughout the year. So basically the grass is perfectly manicured and it's just a beautiful, beautiful feeling because all the clubs sort of amalgamate one ground, they all come out and it's just this beautiful atmosphere, and I feel like the sun is always out at Sandy Creek. It's it's an absolute picture. Like we're gonna have to upload a photo on the socials <laughs> if we have socials, but it is a picture, and it sort of became a long running joke at school. As soon as it was a sunny day, where it was sort of wintry, maybe 15, 17, 20 degrees, everyone would go, "Yep, Sandy Creek weather." So that in my head, that's how I determine finals fever. As soon as uh, I catch it, it's because of the weather. So it's almost like yeah. a bit of a Pavlovian. Uh, you, you know, Pavlov's dog in the psychology. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like almost it brings a little ball in your head when the weather gets good. To, exactly, classical mm. conditioning. When the weather gets good, you're thinking of finals. Yep. For me, can you experience finals fever? The question might is, can you experience finals fever when your team's not in the finals? Yeah. My so, fa- I don't think you can possibly, a Carlton oh, fan, no. this is the least likely, um, you're, you've got no chance of catching finals fever. You're almost no, immune. I disagree. Right now. I, I hate a Carlton be- fan right <laughs> now. <laughs> so, uh, no, probably this year less AFL than- AFL finals fever. This year less than most because I'm still hurting. But uh, grand final day is my favourite day of the year. Beats Christmas. That's, all, that's almost a grand final. It's my birthday. Yeah, but the big even finals. You're I about to get your I dancing just, shoes. I just love footy. And ah. I know it hurts that Carlton's not in it, but just finals. You just feel it. Wow. Yeah. What about, I don't know. What do you think? Because I'm big on that, that even if my team's not in it, I just love Yeah, it's almost... I don't know what it's like for people who live outside of Melbourne because the MCG's got the biggest well, final I can tell you first um, No. <laughs> Outside of Victoria, yeah, I think you're it's, right. And probably. I think I'm going to be away for the whole first weekend of finals. I think that reduces my finals mm, fever. Maybe, yeah. I don't um, know. Because we need a footy colours day, and then that really gets everyone up and about. Yeah, there's almost the the feverish atmosphere on the streets that you experience. Yeah, when it's it's contagious. No, just it? sorry, but when is- you're out like in whoop whoop. You're not going to get finals yeah, fever. Oh, well, Tolangato catches finals fever. Well, no, no, because there's other people around. Yeah. Because it's contagious, right? Very true. But if when you're in the bush by yourself, <laughs> you're not going to get Oh, you can't fever. catch many fevers except the cold exactly. out there, can you, though? Yeah. Just, sorry, very off topic again, but plotting and scheming. Why, I know we've got the grand final holiday, why doesn't Victoria organise a, a, maybe they already do, like a, a statewide 
footy colours day where you can everyone goes to work in footy colours, which I think they probably would do, but we need to we need to brand that sure. more and that would that would really what drive day? the fun. Uh depends on the year. It's gotta be a Friday, like last day of Is work. What? A Friday? Yeah, I think. Maybe the Friday before the first final. But what if you've been heartbroken like Carlton? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking the Thursday of the first game of the year. Maybe. Well, look, just whenever the first day of the year yeah. is. At the moment, it's usually Thursday yeah. or Wednesday this year. Well, but... well, it didn't work out, though. Uh, That's yeah. a story for another day. Big stage? Was that big stage? Round one, uh, Melbourne me- Medium stage. Medium stage. Large stage. It was a party. No, it was a... It was a it was, there was a party that had potential to be spoiled, but not a big stage, I'd say. Too early. To big, big stage, stage, small audience. Mm. Now, have you got anything else? No. Okay. I don't think I do. I've got something for you. Okay. Strap yourself. Mixed, uh, like I've used a mix of stats and vibes and opinions and my own gut feel. Mm. Of course, we're coming up to finals now. About to get into week one. I've created the most regular final series possible. <laughs> you could not get more cliched than this for AFL finals. Hit me. So I've got all the results for the, all four weeks of the finals. He's having tried to have a look at my monitor here. I'm not letting that happen. <laughs> oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of based off the last five, ten years. So there's some teams in there who are no good at the moment, but the last five, ten years, they might have been in a position which is similar to the one I'm laying out here in mm. the most regular final series you could possibly imagine. <laughs> all right. Week one, it's a Thursday night. We're over in Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. It's Port Adelaide. They finished fifth against Essendon. Who finished eighth. They've, uh-huh. Essendon's only just scraped into finals. They've lost two of the last three games. Their confidence isn't that high. And rightly so. They're down by 53 at half time. Everyone's turned on Netflix by the second half. Port Adelaide end up getting up by 68 points. 127 to 59. <laughs> Port Adelaide through to the semi final. Friday night, week one, Geelong versus Richmond. Geelong uh, finished in second spot. Richmond, at the G or at the Alphabet? G? No, at the G. There's much debate about it yep. through the week. At the G. But it was always... It was uh, always going to be at the G. Yeah, it was always going to be at the G. Richmond finished third. Geelong finished second. Geelong were up by a point at three-quarter time. The oh, cats it. are purring. But... That's sort of exciting. Yeah, it is sort of exciting. But yeah. the Richmond Tigers, they kicked the first two goals of the last quarter and they keep the cats at just arm's length for the rest of the game. And then a couple of minutes to go, you kind of see a bit of the crowd filtering out. The Cats fans, they're all getting the V-line to head home and Richmond end up winning by 11 points. Mm-hmm. So they've knocked off uh, Geelong in the first week and they're through to a prelim. We'll see Geelong in week two. Saturday twilight, Sydney versus GWS. Sydney, they finished top of the ladder. GWS have finished fourth. There was much debate about this, but they're playing it. It's a bit soulless, but they're playing it at Stadium Australia. Oh, Stadium Australia. Oh, no. Heavy, heavy favourites. That already diminishes the finals feel we were talking about if well, it's Stadium Australia. They get, they get 50k there, though. But it feels. No, no. Nah. The party atmosphere no. isn't quite oh, there because God, it, it no. looks like a lot less Ugh. than 50k. Sorry. That's, <laughs> we, we could go on for days about Stadium We could. We could. But Buddy anyway. Franklin almost kicked his thousandth goal. He could have yeah, at Stadium Australia. Mm. Luckily, he saved it for the SCG. Um, the home of football in New South Wales. Um, but <laughs> Sydney finished first. Mm-hmm. They've only lost three games all season. They're heavy, heavy favourites going into this. But GWS get over them. Well, okay. They win by 27 points. And everyone's asking after this game, who's that guy who was playing on Buddy Franklin? Who's that guy who held Buddy Franklin to just a scrappy one goals two? Sam Taylor. 
Did the crap. job on him. Yeah. Sam Taylor. Sam. No one knows who he is, but they know the name now. They'll forget by the same time next year, but he's, he's got his name. He's written, made it. In the big lights. I can't see his... where this is going, but I'm fully on board to find out who's won. Yeah. Well, he's the most regular final season possible. So we're on Saturday night now, heading west. West Coast versus the Bulldogs. Josh Dunkley. Mm. Huge start to the game. Playing first for the quarter. Lions next year. You heard it here first. Big call. Moving on. Kick three goals in the first quarter. Don't know why I wouldn't come to Weston. But Josh Dunkley kicks f- three goals in the first quarter. Dogs just absolutely burst out of the blocks. But it's the margin kind of stays around that for the rest of the game. Never goes under the four-goal mark after maybe 20 minutes of the first quarter. And the Dogs win 87-48. to 48. At Optus Stadium. I was almost tempted to play this at Subiaco Oval just to make it almost <laughs> more, more regular. Yeah. But Optus Stadium, it okay. is. So West Coast and Essendon are out. We're ta, into week two. Ta. Friday night. Friday mm-hmm. night football. Week two, Geelong versus the Western Bulldogs. It's close. Close all game, this one. But we've got a minute on the clock. 70 seconds on the clock. And the unlikely hero, Jake Collajasny, has got the ball about 70 <laughs> metres out. After a scrappy shanked kick from the Bulldogs trying to clear their 50, Jake Collajasny's marked at 70 out. Jake Stringer comes into the protected area. Jake oh. Collajasny, unlikely hero, kicks Wait. a goal to put the Cats in front. Who did you say came into the protected area? Jake Stringer. Who's he playing for? I'm man? putting him at the Bulldogs for this. Oh, okay. Because it just feels like a very Bulldogsy thing in right. the finals. I know he's not there right now. Yeah. But... Sorry, I just had to That's what run that one back. That's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was uh, tossing and turning about that one. But yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're defying generational and time, the laws of time here at the right. Dictionary. And Jake Cole Jasney puts the cats in front with 70 seconds to go. But then the Bulldogs oh. win the following, the ensuing centre clearance. Jack McRae kicks one from 50. Underrated footballer. And he wins the game. Oh, for the Bulldogs, they that's why he's underrated. 68 to 73. I knew he could do it in this hypothetical semi final. Mate, can I tell you, the SEN phone lines are inundated <laughs> with the Cats fans calling in. They're saying, oh, why wasn't this played at bloody GMHPA Stadium? Oh, yeah. Park. Because they've had two games at the MCG in a row. They've lost both. You're wiggling your fingers. What's I've that? Just thought of something else we could talk about. Yeah, go for it. I don't want to interrupt your segment, though. No, no, no. You go for it. I was thinking about this the other day. Should, speaking of GMHBA and playing finals away from the G, should more finals be played at Colonial slash Telstra slash Eddie Had slash Millennium slash Eddie slash Marvel (laughs) Stadium? (laughs) Should there? For instance, if the Dogs are hosting Frio in a semi-final, should that be played at Marvel Stadium. It would be very funny to put Geelong at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> but I almost, I would almost go Dogs with that. Frio. Because Geelong yeah. Frio next week is a very live chance. I'd rather that be played at Marvel Stadium than I would rather it be played at the G. Obviously... Fast deck. Po- no, that... No, that, that's actually... I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather see a full Marvel, at least like a 45k mm. Marvel, than a 55k G. Yeah. Are you with me on that? Someone jump on board. I am with you. Yeah. Open roof for me. Yeah. Yeah. Open well, roof. if it's at night, maybe open the roof. Because it gives you a nice mix between the traditionalism of the yeah. MCG and the boutique-ness mm. of Marvel Stadium. I think they've, they've effed up there with the roof is the fact that 
you know at the G how they put the transparent on the roof so like the the gap from light sunshine to dark it's, shade yeah. it sort of transitions but yeah. at Marvel it's like solid dark shade and then harsh bright light that just reflects off the yeah. Medibank buildings and stuff yeah. around it it's, and it's the cameras hard are facing to, to it as well yeah. but maybe if it's a night game I'd love to see it. we're going way off track here but I'd love to see some a game played in the rain at Marvel it's <laughs> just like it just <laughs> throw, throw you out I'd, even if it was like a 60 point win just, I'd, I'd keep watching that because it's just like it's just, just, just funny yeah it's like like a different different world I don't know interesting uh, anyway sorry back to your hypothetical I'm just going <laughs> okay, off on back a tangent to my hypothetical so mm. the Bulldogs got up by 5 points and yeah the Cats fans are just in bark 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 woof 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 the Cats fans are, they're not very happy um, about the stadium situation. But we're mm-hmm. moving to Saturday night now, the battle of a couple of non-Victorian teams, Sydney versus Port Adelaide. Now, this is at the SCG, back at the SCG. Tom Jonas gets subbed out <laughs> early on. gets concussed. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. That's... No, you shouldn't. It's a serious issue. Oh, it's very sad. Sorry, Tom, if you're listening. Pot. Um, yeah, we're 27 minutes in. Tom Jonas subbed out with concussion. Mm. And... Sydney are just far, far, far too tough for Port in the contest. Port just smashed Essendon the last week. They didn't get much uh, practice for the hard, intense finals, mm. and it really shows. And they just gradually, 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 the Swans extend their lead through the game. They end up winning 108 to 66 around seven goals. But crucially, last quarter, the game was over, but suffered three big injuries. Ooh, who, Sydney? Sydney, yeah. Give me names. I'm, I'm keeping it general. Because it's, it's, oh, okay. it's, yeah, we're keeping it open to imagination. Sam Naismith. Good one. Yeah. Mm. Sam Sam Naismith. And then a couple perhaps more important players than Sam Naismith. Colin really? O'Reardon and... <laughs> He's already on the sidelines. <laughs> 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 um, but we're into week three now. Prelims. Ooh, big week. Richmond versus Sydney. At the G, I at don't mind that. G on Friday night. We're not putting it at Telstra. No, no, not Marvel not Stadium at or at Punt Road Oval. No, no. I was weighing <laughs> it up. The Swinburne Centre, yeah. but don't think it would quite fit all the Richmond fans that want no. to get into the game, nor the it, Sydney fans. I like the aesthetic of that Richmond Sydney prelim. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it feels very regular, doesn't Sam it? Sam Lloyd. Like, but like, you can it, just almost predict this to a T. Mm, I'm feeling okay. like the, the words almost wrote themselves. I feel like. I've got can here. I guess? Yep. I'm going to say this that the plot of the game. you've got S- Sydney sort of up by maybe two goals at half time, and then Richmond sort of, it's like pretty level, maybe three-quarter time, Richmond up by a goal, and then they kick away in the last, and the, the crowd gets involved, and Dusty kicks one, and they win by four goals. Very similar. Very great, great minds, great minds, and Think uh, yeah, just great uh, regularity. Of, <laughs> <laughs> great predictability, I would say. Sydney win the first quarter. In this game, yep. Dustin Martin just blows them away. After that, though, sadly for the for the Bloods, yeah. the Swans. But of course, Richmond won by thirty-seven points, oh, hundred one okay. to sixty-four. But this is big news throughout all Grand Final week. Tom Lynch, a gut punch behind the play, late in the third quarter. Pretty. He's really sweating. He's over sweating the, the MRO decision. Ah, he's Richmond. He'll get off. Yeah, no, I was kidding. Well. It's it's makes for big news stories in the tabloids um, mm. in grand final week, um, but the last preliminary final, the second preliminary final, Richmond booked their spot in the grand final. But who's going to face them? It's GWS against the Bulldogs in this one. 
at, uh, of course, Giant Stadium. Dogs are on there. I know. Yeah, Do- I, I see what you're saying now with the real. They've come from the elimination. Exactly. And anyway, sorry, go the on. The ladder just wrote itself as well. I had uh, Sydney top and then uh, Geelong, Richmond, GWS in fourth, West Coast. Oh, sorry, Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. then West Coast, then the Bulldogs and Essendon scraping the eighth. It's just... Like, you could see that any season in yeah, the last okay. 10 years. And yeah. you say, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm surprised Carlton aren't in there, but again, we're clutching at straws here. Hawthorne, so. I nearly put him in there, but I haven't done much since they won their yeah, flags. Yeah, true. Yeah, too far, too far in the past. But we're at Giant Stadium here on the west of Sydney in Blacktown or whatever the suburb <laughs> is, Olympic Park. Um, but Solus. Despite again. that, Sorry. red, white and blue just filling the stands of the Giant Stadium. Capacity crowd, almost all. Yeah. Footscray, Western Bulldogs fans, and the away crowd just roars the Western Bulldogs to a five-goal lead at quarter time. Mm. It's a big advantage and one that people don't think the Giants can claw back, but Liam Cameron gives an absolute bollocking at quarter time, gives him a real talking to. Giants come out hard. Start of the second quarter. Toby Green kicks a couple. Start of the second quarter, but after that, it's just a bit of a non-event. Mm. Bulldogs just claw their way uh, back into the ascendancy that they never lost hold of. End up winning by a nice 64 points. Cheapest. Procession by the end of the game. I've turned that off halfway through the third, I think. Yeah. 41 to 105. Mm. I'd almost rather watch the other prelim the, in 2016. I'd turn that back on. Oh, watch I, the replay I would that. put that up. Yeah, even I the, would. Even the dog supporters might consider that. <laughs> Indeed. Just to get a kick. It's grand final week though now. It is. In the most regular and the final series possible. Tigers and the Dogs. Actually, well, two Vic teams. That doesn't happen often except Tig, doesn't. Tigs Geelong in 2020, but that was in Brisbane, so it doesn't really count. It does, but it also ticks the box of a bit of an underdog against a bit of yeah, a heavyweight. I, yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. right. Bulldogs coming from seventh place. Um, this, would but, be, this would be a nice aesthetic for the grand final as well. Be. Like the blue yeah. painted yeah. dogs and then the tig- nice like Tigers. Nice colour yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And then you got like the yellow and the blue in the stands. Anyway, sorry, go on. Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> Just love thinking about this. But, so we've had these prelims, but mm. then crisis, like national emergency, citywide emergency. Lynch gone. On Monday, Melbourne recorded one billion COVID cases. <laughs> so there's talk. Hang on. <laughs> Let me just run that one. True man, our stats. You, you heard me. You heard me right. One billion COVID cases on Monday. Okay. Plans are just thrown all over the place. Gillan McLaughlin's papers are just scattered all over his floor because the plans. He's are, dead. That's what I heard. He's had a heart attack. He's he's got COVID like everyone else. The nine hundred ninety nine million other people in the state. Is the grand final going to be moved? That's the question in everyone's <laughs> mind. No, it won't. The Can show, you play it? The show's going on. Any of the players alive? <laughs> they are <laughs> alive. The show, the show is going on, but Gil McLaughlin from up on high orders the fans. They say he says you're not allowed to stand up in your seats. You just got to be sitting down. <laughs> Other than that, though, we're good to go. Right, grand final where continues as planned, and the dogs start very well, very very well. They're up by 14 points. They're barking. According to what they're barking they're loud. Snarling. They're snarling. But what happens after that, Hamish? Uh, Tiggs jump on a wave for momentum. Dusty kicks one in the last. They win by four goals. You're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs, they get out to a 23-point lead hello, in that second hello, quarter. Hello, hello, But then halfway through that second quarter, just hold your horses. Ooh, Jack yeah. Rewalt, huge ah. pack mark, about 35 from goal. Slide ankle. Kicks the goal, converts, Wait. swings momentum. 
the deficit is reduced to just three points at half time. Dogs still winning, but the dogs only kick one goal in the second half. Mm. Richmond kicks 12. Danger, danger, danger. Richmond kicks 12 goals in the <laughs> second half. They blow them away. <sighs> and the, it's really, yeah, the party is just... Ta-ta. Yeah. I don't know if they're spoiling the dogs' oh, party. That'd be boring. They almost are, actually. Yeah. Dylan Grimes, almost, he joins, joins the party. He kicks a late goal. <laughs> and who else but Dustin Martin wins the Norm Smith medal. He's fourth Norm Smith medal. Mm. <laughs> uh, four goal performance from Dusty. Richmond yep. win 126 to the Western Bulldogs 55. What did you make of that? I'm bored. Let's move on to round one next year. Yeah. Yeah. It was so regular. Yeah, wasn't it? very regular. So standard. So standard. Yeah. Although, just think about it, some games did have a lot of potential. I, th- I guess the thing about finals, or. Um, you always think they're going to be the best finals ever. Maybe not the best one, but you always think, hang on, there's some good, juicy games, mm. good, juicy matchups in here. And really, well, doesn't quite often live up to the hype, but there are, I guess, it's not ruined by the fact that the games are bad because the hype coming into the games is still just as large. But yeah, then, obviously, that gets dampened pretty quickly. But uh, uh. Was it 2018? I, th- I think it might have been 2018. Um where the grand final was amazing, West Coast beat Collingwood. Yeah. But every final of them, that was pretty shit. Like, there weren't many close ones. Um, it may have been that year. Yeah. Was that? There no. were a few similar ones. There's a couple of years where that's happened. Too many. Like, and that almost happened in my hypothetical mm, land here. That Collingwood-Richmond prelim, though, that I guess that petered out. But the fact that Collingwood won as the underdog, that was massively built up because... Like, the, Two of the biggest clubs going. Mm. But that was a bit of a letdown. You're right. There are some finals that sometimes need a good grand final because the final series has been so unmemorable. And I think that was 2017 as well. Uh, first week of finals, uh, there was that Port West Coast game that went to extra time. But I think just about every game other than that was a non-event. Have, listen to the margins in 2017 finals. Okay. 36, 51, 65, oh. 2, which is Port West Coast. Yeah. 59, 67, 61, 36, yeah, 48. Your, that's what you're singing of. That's bleak, isn't it? Bleak. That is very bleak. Should we leave it there? Uh, yeah, I was just had a quick thought. Not Next yet. week, yeah. all right, here's the plan. We're going to make a, a list of maybe the five or the ten most unmemorable finals post-2000. What do you think? I like that. I like, I like that the sound too. Of that a lot. Too much talk about the the good games. Let's talk about the shit ones. Yeah. Yeah. Lock Let's it in. Lock it in. Next week. Catch you next week. Thanks Sounds for listening, good. guys. Same time. Jump on board. We're away.